Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Outnumbered with Kelly and Hollis. Yay, that's me. (laughs) That is Hollis, and this is Kelly. (laughs) Now that we've covered that, uh, let's dive right into today's topic, which is finding a mentor. I I wanted to give you like an effect. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm feeling good today. Do it again so it gets its proper moment. Okay, okay, ready? Go ahead. Oh, you want me to talk? Oh, today's topic is finding a mentor. Chills. (laughs) We've had a good day today, if you couldn't tell. (laughs) Feeling good, feeling good. But um, this was kind of a natural thing to talk about after last week's episode with networking because it goes really hand in hand. As you network, you'll meet more people, build those relationships, and you might find yourself a mentor. Um, which I think is necessary when you're starting out in the business, finding someone who is not only willing to take the time to talk to you, but really guide you and go out there and find opportunities for you. But that is my definition of what a mentor is. And I think that's one thing, a great place to start is that a mentor is really how you define it yourself. Mm-hmm. And that was really backwards of saying, you can define <laughs> what a mentor means <laughs> to you. I'm like speaking Yoda over here. Um, I mean, obviously I talked, I touched on what I think a mentor is, which I'm, I don't know, it might be different from Hollis thinks, but like when I was doing research for this, like I only had in my head, I'm like, okay, you're either a mentor or you're not. Mm -hmm. But I was scrolling through and I found this article from Michael Hyatt and he had eight levels of mentorship. And I was like, what? Like, this is insane. So I looked at it and I'll personally tell you up front. I don't think some of these would be, I don't consider them mentorship, but you know, Michael, you do you. Your article was a fascinating read, so I'll give you that. But I will tell you the eight levels. So it started out with the lowest level, which is blogs and podcasts. So like now. So technically, Hollis and I could be mentoring you right now if you want to consider that a level of mentorship. Would you agree, Hollis? Uh, It's like... I actually didn't until now that I'm reading this and like thinking about it, I'm like, oh, I guess we are kind of, because we are giving advice and we are sharing our story. So I guess, and we do tell people and our listeners that feel free to reach out to us. And some people do. So I guess technically we could be a mentor. I just never thought of it. Yeah. I think like the deciding factor for me is kind of, I don't know, a mentor to me is always like, it's a two-way relationship. It's symbiotic. So not only do you have the mentor, but you have the mentee. And I mean, I guess I, you know, we're giving you advice. We're trying to mentor you, but unless you specifically reach out to me and tell me your name, like if someone came up to me and said, Oh, so-and-so said you're their mentor. I'd be like, who is that? What? Yeah. And that's actually a really good point because I think too, for me, when I think mentor in my head, it's like, you are my mentor. I am your mentee. Like, you know, there's that clear definition, kind of like dating, where it's like, you are my boyfriend or my significant other, and I am your girlfriend or significant other. And so it's just like, you know, you have that clear line. So in my head, when, because I don't have a mentor, I desperately need one. So if you are interested, feel free to hit me up. But in my head, I see the relationship going as you are my mentor. I'm your mentee. We have a clear definition. And I guess with some of these, like the blogger podcast, it's kind of an understood mentorship relationship. And so I think that's where 
Um, it kind of blurs the line for me, but I can see how it can be kind of a mentor, but maybe not like a direct. So maybe there's indirect versus direct mentorship. I don't know. That was not included in the article. I was just giving <laughs> but I will look into it. <laughs> um, so then the next level is kind of, I guess, building off the blogs and podcasts for us old fashioned folks. Um, and that includes books. Shout out to people who still read. Woot woot. I actually still read. So <laughs> thanks Kelly. <laughs> so do I. I am like, I have a Kindle, but at the same time, every once in a while, I really just need to like have a book in my hands. I'm mm-hmm. like, um, but then going on to that next level, which is the third level, which is courses. So you have your professors teaching you, you know, your material, or right now, sometimes I know they have um, classes set up where it's structured, but I wouldn't really say you have a professor. Um, You just have like the material you're taught. I mean, it's coming from somebody. So I guess you have a mentor out there. You just may not know their name. That's true. I do think e-courses are like really big right now. Yeah. I mean, we're all sitting around with nothing to do. So might as well. (laughs) <laughs> but uh <laughs> moving on to the the next level the fourth level which is conferences so I guess you're going you're hearing from guest speakers and you could consider them mentors I don't know I guess in my head I always thought of it as like a role model or like someone you do want to take after and follow but until you strengthen that relationship it didn't like go into the mentor level but again this is Michael yeah that's true because I it's like the more that I'm listening to this, I'm like, who do I think? Because I, like everyone else, I'm sure, really like Agent Nicole Lynn. And, but I don't know her. I've never met her. I've I've been in the same room as her, but I haven't actually spoken to her. And so I can't really say that she's my mentor, but I can say she's someone I admire whose career I admire, but I don't think I would kind of necessarily list her as a mentor. Yeah, that was one thing, even when I was looking at other articles where they talked about like ways to find a mentor. And even one of the ways was, you know, maybe if your mentor doesn't have to be someone who's alive, maybe you want to look up to Ben Franklin or, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. And they listed these people who, you know, aren't alive now, but you can read maybe a book about them or this or that. And I was still like, I get it, but I don't know. It just (laughs) It's like, I get what you're trying to do, but does it count? But, you know, according, according to that article, it did. Um, but so the next one was when I actually had to do additional research, the next level, which was masterminds. Because, like, immediately I get that, what is it, like, Pixar or, like, Disney movie? Like, <laughs> the cartoon. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> like, that's what popped into my head. But that is not, <laughs> that is not what it was. Um, it actually referred to, well, we'll bring him back, good old Ben Franklin. And he essentially like created this group of scholars who would just get together and meet and like debate and talk on, talk about like specific topics of that day or questions about, you know, the existential universe. Um, so I guess mentor in a way that you had a lot of professionals or experts in their field getting together and sharing their advice on a topic, um, and learning from that. I saw that more on a peer level than a mentor level, but once again, open to your interpretation. If you want that mastermind kind of relationship and not the, you know, mega, mega, (laughs) mega mind, but um, the mastermind where you get a group of peers and you all talk it out, try it out. Work for Ben Franklin. And then the sixth level 
is membership sites. So you essentially like pay to, I don't want to say, well, so the next level is coaches where you, which is a technically a mentor you pay for. And then the membership sites was like, you essentially pay to be a part of this community where you can join the discussion. So almost like a mixture between masterminds where you have the group of people that you're all talking to and then coaches who's, I guess, one person you're paying to be your mentor. Um, mm-hmm. So it was like that where you were paying to be able to be in a discussion with a group of people. And I do like membership sites, especially when everyone kind of shares a common goal or a common interest because for example, Real estate and stock investing are two things that I really want to get into. Won't dive too deep into that because, of course, you know, this is a podcast about sports. But um, I've noticed a lot of the people that I follow do have membership services or membership sites where you kind of have access to them and their knowledge and then also have access to people that they have helped. So it's kind of just like a group of knowledgeable people kind of discussing a topic that you also want to become knowledgeable in. And so I think membership sites are super cool. And a lot of times um, I've noticed people do kind of bundle deals. Oh, excuse me. Where if you get a course from them, you can also have access to their membership site or you can also, which a lot of times I've noticed is like a secret Facebook group. But, you know, to each their own, some of them do have actual sites that you can log into. But I think that's cool, especially when the deal is kind of bundled. So it's like you do the course and you learn it and then you like go discuss and learn, I guess, firsthand with other people that are in the membership program. So that's super cool. I don't think I've ever like paid for a membership site or something like that. But I mean, I, I feel like I could benefit from it because it would push me out of my comfort zone. I mean, like we talked last week with networking, sometimes you just got to get out there and do it. And you should really open yourself to a lot of perspectives. Because mm-hmm. um, I think that was the biggest thing, like going to college is you were just all of a sudden surrounded by so many people from so many different locations, many different upbringings, opinions. Um, and I think that's where you really get a first taste of like, meeting someone who maybe doesn't agree with you and I mean opportunity to debate technically you could say you paid for that membership I'm still paying for that membership that is true you you are absolutely correct (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I guess if you want to consider that sure (laughs) I'll say with um COVID right now I guess college is more of a site than an actual go-to thing see boom mentor (laughs) I was gonna say membership but it's mentorship Um, But like I mentioned earlier, the next level after membership sites is coaches, which is a mentor that you pay for. And then after that, we made it to the eighth level, which is mentors. So I don't really know how you have like the eight levels of mentorship, but then the final level is mentors. So that's, that's up to Michael. If you want to talk to Michael about it, go at it. But you know what? I I enjoyed hearing his perspective and seeing it very different. It didn't convince me from my opinion that you either have a mentor or you don't. Like, I don't think there's all these different levels, (laughs) you know, all these different (laughs) things to choose from. But I'm of the opinion that, you know, a mentor is someone who not only is investing in me, but yeah, is in my corner. Um, and outside of work too, like it doesn't just have to be professional, it has to be personal. Like they genuinely 
care about you and see potential in you and they want to make sure you get from point A to point B, whatever that dream may be. So that's kind of what a mentor is to me. I don't know. Hollis, after, you know, hearing everything, what are, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, um, as I was listening to the different levels of mentorship, which after listening to this, I'm going to say there's definitely direct and indirect mentorship because that's what I got from those numbers. And if you are curious, before I give my definition, I actually Googled the actual definition of mentor. And so I will read that now. It says mentor, noun, an experienced and trusted advisor. Used in a sentence, he was her friend and mentor until his death in 1915. Oh, yeah, smart. that probably wasn't the best use of the word. Um, it went dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that wasn't the best sentence example. So to kind of pivot from that, I guess my definition of a mentor kind of aligns with yours is someone that I trust to kind of guide me on my career journey, just give me advice, someone that I can talk to and say, hey, this happened at work today, or I had kind of this altercation with my supervisor, what should I do? Or say, hey, I really want to kind of tap into this aspect what do you do to learn different courses or how do you kind of tap into the world of networking? So I guess all of these questions that we have, I imagine that my mentor has the answers <laughs> and that might not technically be how that works at all. But since they are so much more experienced in the industry and I am just kind of starting out, I would say that a lot of the questions that I have now of like, how do you negotiate a salary are things that my mentor can help with. Or if I say, hey, um, I saw this job offer. How can I help kind of position myself in the best light? Right now, I ask these questions to my mom um, because she is my trusted advisor. But I love to have someone that's within the sports industry or that's within, um, I guess, my career goals but it's funny because i was actually talking to someone the other day and they asked me when looking for a mentor do you want someone that is in your field or do you want someone that is just overall very successful and i said um because i've i never even thought about that before i think a lot of times we just think of a mentor and don't think or we don't get specific and what exactly we we wow words but we don't get specific in what exactly we wow what is the oh my goodness words today like I was feeling good and now my words are tripping up but I was trying to say um sometimes we think of mentors and we don't get specific in what it is we want or what it is we can offer them so I think for me being asked that question because it is, both are great in their own way, but it's like, do I want someone that's kind of only great in marketing and sports, or do I want someone that's kind of dominating the industry or just dominating in their perspective course and kind of figuring that out because they both kind of have necessary characteristics that can be applied to me. And of course, I mean, working in corporate is working in corporate. So I feel like a lot of things can be simultaneously applied. So I think that's something to kind of consider. I kind of just went on a whole, like, <laughs> my thought process. You guys got to hear firsthand. But it's just a lot of questions. Like Kelly said, figuring out what a mentor is, is your own personal definition. Like, 
it can literally be anything that can help you in your career. And I think from my definition, at the end of the day, it is someone that can help guide me and kind of give me the best advice to really make sure that I have a successful career. Yeah. And even kind of touching on that point you said um, earlier about, you know, answering the questions that you have now, even if they don't have those answers, they will go find them for you. Mm-hmm. Or, or even you know, kind of give me an idea of where to look for them or how to figure it out. Because, you know, I don't want to be an extra job to them where they're like, oh, this girl got a lot of questions and now I got like extra homework to do. But it's like someone to kind of help me figure it out or navigate, I guess, the working world. Yeah. And actually the point where you talked about you uh, not wanting to be extra work for them, I think is a great transition um, into the next kind of phase or topic Um, with common misconceptions and what can actually be keeping you from getting a mentor if you do have this kind of perspective of it. So the first one is mentoring is not only about you. Um, Your mentor should be getting as much out of the relationship as you are getting out of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, not only are, I mean, think, okay, so think of it like this. Like when you go to college and you wear that shirt, like you represent that brand like you represent I represent Virginia Tech I represent VCU you know if I'm wearing outnumbered I represent our podcast and even if I'm not you know on campus or doing anything my behavior reflects that brand so your mentor when they choose Mm -hmm. to you know accept you as a mentee and you're going around and out in the world and you're doing what you do you're representing them Um, so making sure that you're not just thinking, oh, what can I get from this? What can I get? What can I take? It's a give and take. So Mm -hmm. you should be giving them just as much as you're taking. Um, And going back to what Hollis said, it's going to be a lot of work. Um, That that is one thing. I mean, I'll be upfront. I've also, I've never had a mentor. Mm -hmm. Um, Or at least I would say before I went through this process and this research before this episode, I didn't, think about it, I guess, in the traditional sense of having a mentor. Looking back now, like, I think I've had people who maybe fit the role and there was potential if I had put in the work more after I left to maintain that relationship and build it, who could have been like long term mentors. I've been mentored, but I don't have anyone right now that I think I still really stay in contact with who no matter what I could go to and be like, Hey, what's your opinion on this? Um, mm. That's actually like a really good point. Cause now thinking about it and a lot of my previous roles or companies that I've worked for, or even come in contact with, I have had mentors or supervisors that were absolutely amazing that I did go to and ask these questions to, but that is a really good point of staying in contact either after you no longer work for them or when you don't kind of talk all the time, how do you kind of maintain that relationship or mentorship throughout your career, not just when you are at that um, company? So that's more of like a question. Um, I'm not sure if you have the answer, <laughs> but- I'm still figuring it out. You know what yeah. would be great to answer that question? A mentor. <laughs> <laughs> but- um, And I think that kind of goes into what we've been saying. A couple other like misconceptions is, you know, being mentored is more passive than active. Like we've been saying, you have to put the work into it. Otherwise, you're not going to reap any of the benefits. Um, 
And one of the other like misconceptions is that you need to ask someone up front to mentor you. I'm a big fan or big believer of letting things happen organically. I remember I did ask someone cause they recommended like one of the, the advice they gave was finding a mentor in the sports industry. And I, that was one of my questions. I was like, well, how, how do you go about it? Cause it's not something where you can just like walk up and be like, hi, um, I think you're really cool. Will you mentor me? Um, that's exactly how it works in my head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay well, you know, we, I guess we all have our own definition. You know, you just send them a DM and it's like, you are absolutely killing it in the game. I aspire to be just like you when I grew up. Um, help me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but, I mean, you got to put work into it. You, you can't just ask a stranger, uh, you know, will you mentor me and think that they're going to say yes, because wh- why? Why should they mentor you? Like, how are you going to benefit them? Um, so just remember those things. Um, you know, mentoring is not only about you. Um, you don't actually have to ask someone to mentor you up front, you know, build that relationship, find out if it's right for you. Cause someone may be awesome, you know, when you see on social media, but then when you actually get to know them, you're like, okay, they're still awesome, but maybe they're not, you know, someone who it's not the right fit. Um, cause you do see people, I would say on social media who are very different off of social media as opposed to who they are on the camera, I would say. But um, moving from those, if you follow with that, um, the biggest step or our biggest discussion today is what can you be doing to find a mentor? And obviously, Hollis and I will be trying these steps along with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll keep you guys updated. (laughs) We'll we'll let you know if they're successful. I may have to go back to Michael's uh, eight levels over here (laughs) for reference. Um, But a great place to start, like I mentioned earlier, is just find someone you want to be like. Um, it can be on social media. Apparently, it can be in a book. Um, it could be someone you work with, someone maybe you see on television. Mm-hmm. But just find someone you're like, okay, well, you know, they are in a job that I want, or they're in a field that I want, or they're, you know, doing whatever. There's just some aspect about them that you're like, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. And then I would say the next thing is to research and learn more about them before you reach out and then make sure it is the right fit before asking. Because one thing you'd hate to do is kind of see their life at a glance, maybe an Instagram profile or something, because, you know, they say Instagram is the highlights, not the full story. So I'd hate for you to like kind of see a picture or two and base it off that and then after talking to them or learning more about them, you're just like, "Eh, I don't really like you. So it's really good to do research and learn more about them before you initiate the conversation and before you kind of put the expectation of mentorship up in the air. Yeah. And then when you do finally, um, I have this section kind of labeled as make the ask or I would say initiate the relationship. Cause like we said, you don't have to just go up and be like, Hey, what's up? Uh, Mentor me. Yeah. Tuesday every week. Cool. Um, Don't do it like that. (laughs) But here, yeah, here are a couple tips. Like I said, never ask a stranger, you know, do the research, get to know them because that'll save you time and their time knowing beforehand if they're the right fit for you. You don't need to waste anybody's time. Time is too valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And when you do want to maybe get to know them, you've done the initial research and they really seem like someone who you'd be interested in getting to know, ask for that informational interview. Um, I know right now people do, I wouldn't say people have a lot of time, but people, you know, are more flexible and willing to, to reach out as long as you ask it the right way, which mm -hmm. we talked about in our networking episode. So if you haven't listened to that, you should check it out. Um, if you're asking on LinkedIn or over email, just make sure you're keeping it, you know, professional um, and being willing to work to their time. Um, things you can mention in the message. I mean, you could talk about the person's work, especially if you've never met them. Maybe they recently did a campaign on social media and you said, hey, like, I really enjoyed that. Like, what was, you know, the feedback from it? Was it as successful as you guys thought? So, I mean, just little things like that, that personalize a message can really set you above and beyond from others who are just like, hey, what's up? My name is Kelly and I really like your job and I want to be in your job. I want to be you actually. So we <laughs> talked to me. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend sending the message like that. <laughs> At all. <laughs> and another thing that would maybe help with the message or when you do get to that informational interview is kind of having an elevator pitch ready. I know I'm sure you've heard that. Um, but just kind of have prepared answers i mean they're gonna ask you about you tell me about you what's your experience where do you see yourself in five years i mean any of those basic generic interview questions what are you doing now you know to get the job later um any of those generic questions that you'd maybe see in any interview kind of have have prepared answers for those already mm -hmm. so you're not sitting there going um I, I didn't really think about it i just wanted to talk to you so <laughs> it's definitely something to consider. Oh, yes. And then that kind of goes into the next topic of evaluate the possible mentorship. After you have your elevator pitch down or you have your prepared answers or you have, you know, an idea of what you're going to say, you have that meeting, say it goes well, maybe it doesn't. After that initial meeting, make <laughs> sure you, you sit down and evaluate and think about, is this something I want to pursue? Did I, you know, want to get in contact again with them? Do I want to, you know, further this relationship? Because you don't have to. No one's, you know, requiring you to pick a certain mentor. It is all up to you. It's your decision. I will make an important note that before you begin any of this process, whether it be finding a mentor or any of it, make sure you have a general idea of who you are as a person. Um, it's hard to sell yourself when you don't know what you're selling. So be aware of the kind of people you enjoy hanging around or the kind of people or qualities that you need to be able to succeed. Um, I'm someone who can't really be around someone with a negative energy. I mean, that's why I have like Hollis and I work really well because I tend to be someone who can get a little pessimistic or maybe get, I don't want to say down in the dumps, but like I tend to have a realistic view of the world and I can get caught up in that. So Hollis is always there to remind me like, Hey, don't stress about it. It's all going to be okay. Like, and you, so get someone like that. That's why the partnership works. Yeah. So, I'm definitely the optimistic one in the group. I'm a ball of sunshine. <laughs> I'm a little gray rain cloud. <laughs> it's okay. Together we make rainbows. Yeah. You know, plants need, you know, the sunshine, but they also need the rain. See? Boom. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> but 
to get back <laughs> to the topic, make sure you're evaluating things like that um, when you are considering a possible mentor. Because if you're getting someone who maybe your goals don't align, um, that could be a possible speed bump later or it could limit you in your growth opportunity from that relationship. Because if they don't understand you and where you're trying to go, then they're not going to be able to help you grow um, into your potential. So definitely make sure you're thinking about those things. And if you do decide to continue the relationship and have it go far further, just like we've said before, just let it grow organically. Um, you can, I wouldn't say, I mean, you can set up, I would recommend setting up maybe rec regular meetings, um, whether you want to do it weekly, bi-weekly, whatever the schedule allows. And when you do meet, um, it doesn't hurt to have a structure or setting an agenda um, for that meeting. So you do kind of have talking points already. And it helps your mentor know, okay, this is where they're, you know, trying to go. This is what they're trying to achieve. And it'll help them kind of structure their, I guess, I don't want to say curriculum, but it'll help them and their methods of shaping you and growing you by knowing what you're trying to achieve. Um, so I don't think it can hurt from structure when we say organically. I'm not saying just like, oh, let loose, like whatever happens, happens. I can say this, I can say that. But <laughs> definitely add some structure to it if that um, helps you but just like don't force it you can tell when someone's not being genuine or when you know they're I don't want to say butt kissing but mm -hmm. I mean just be genuine people you have to be around fake people in this industry it's gonna happen I mean in any job you're gonna be around people who will put on a mask or put on an image and just be who they think others want them to be. And if you enjoy being around those people, then by golly, you go ahead and hang out with them. I will be <laughs> on the other side of the room. Oh, but I mean, I think one thing we've always talked about is just do what's best for you um, mm -hmm. and be true to yourself. And I think if you find the right mentor and find that person, it'll just grow as it should. Yeah. And now that leads us to the million dollar question. I know you're wondering. I know you're wondering. And we have the answer of where to look and where to find a mentor. So um, some places that you can find one is one, your job. That is where I have found um, some of my mentors. That is where Kelly, I believe she said that she has some mentors at her previous jobs. So I think when you are at your job, that is one of the best places to find a mentor because you are working with that person directly. Or if, well, I guess it only works if it is your supervisor. But if it's not, you still kind of have access to that person on a more consistent basis. So if you wanted to, you could get lunch once a week or you can get lunch once a month. So I think that is a great place to start. Number two is online mentorship networks. Ooh, sorry, this is something new to me. I did not know that there was something called findamentor.com. So if you go online, you can try findamentor.com. <laughs> My find mind was blown. And this is coming from someone who literally bought a turtle online from myturtlestore.com. But I could not believe it when I was like scrolling through it. And they're like, oh, yeah, there's a findamentor.com. And I was like, of course there is. I'm sure I'm not surprised this isn't already a category on Amazon by now. Yeah. And it's like the more <laughs> it took a minute when I saw it for it to like process in my head because I was like, what? That's a thing. Why have I not checked that out? But then I was like, I mean, it is the Internet. What's not there? 
And then so going on to the third thing is professional networking event, which that is a really good place to find a mentor. And if you need help talking to people, um, definitely listen again, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to our networking episode and how to start those conversations and how to kind of hopefully evolve um, a simple introduction into a network or into a mentorship relationship. Um, sorry, that's like a tricky word, mentorship relationship. But, um, and then going into our next one is industry meetups or conferences. That is a little difficult now because of course we are in COVID, but at the same time, I know a lot of conferences do offer, not to say speed dating, but I guess speed networking um, aspects of it online. And then I know a lot of people do different Zoom or even just different groups. There's a lot of them that are popping up everywhere. So industry meetups and conferences. And then the next one is social media. Social media is literally your best friend. A lot of times people use it now for personal use, but it is so much more than that. Yes, you can post going to brunch and having lunch with your besties, but also use it to really leverage your network. Like, I don't know if you guys attended the Outnumbered Summit. I hope you did, because there were a lot of great gems that were dropped. But that was one thing that Generica um, mentioned in our last panel, is she really uses social media to leverage her network and really use it, uses it to get her voice out there. Because... People are getting discovered left and right on social media because everyone's on there all the time. So why not use it to really, you know, showcase what you're an expert in, use it to connect with people and really use it to elevate your career. So if you are looking for a mentor, definitely check out all of those options. And then that goes into our next topic, because after you get a mentor, you don't want to be a crappy mentee, so I'm going to pass it back off to Kelly on how to be a great mentee and offer that kind of back and forth relationship. Yeah, well, thank you, Alice, for that sublime pass. You're welcome. <laughs> but this kind of goes back um, to what I was saying about knowing yourself. If you do know yourself um, and are aware of kind of what you want to achieve in life, you want to hang around. Um, it'll make being a mentee much easier because my first tip is setting goals um, and make sure they're specific, they're achievable and try not to have too many of them, I would say. And I think it actually helps. I know there's like an official terminology. There's like smart goals where it's like, I shouldn't have brought it up because I'm not going to remember the acronym. I know it's like specific, measurable, achievable, time associated and something but you should look it up because it's a great way to model your goals after i you should i should have spelled smat you didn't smell smart yeah i know i missed the r yeah oh, is it like reasonable i, I think know. reachable reachable reasonable yeah. reasonable That's yeah gross. you know if you want to if you want to do smat goals smart goals <laughs> pick whatever kind of goals um just make sure you are realistic um I think one thing that has helped is if you do kind of pick a bigger overarching goal, try and, you know, break it up. So like, for example, this isn't professionally related, but you know, if you were trying to lose 50 pounds, break it up and say, okay, well in the next two weeks, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. And then at two weeks, I'm going to lose another 10 pounds. So then you break it up into small bites. Um, it 
is much easier to achieve and not get overloaded. But do set those goals because um, it will help your mentor kind of give them a direction of where you're trying to go in life so they know where they can help you. Um, and then my next tip would be meet consistently, like I talked earlier. Um, try and set it on a regular basis, whether it be weekly, biweekly, monthly, depending on the schedule. But determine a method that works best for both of you. It could be a phone call. It could be a Zoom meeting. Um, maybe you prefer the face-to-face. -face. Maybe it could be going out for coffee. Um, just something, once again, that works best for the both of you. Um, and this goes back to meeting can cut that little part. So then the next will be setting an agenda for the meeting. So you, you should really do this with any meeting that you do, but make sure you set an agenda. It'll help you stay on track and you won't go off on a tangent or to help you know what you need to achieve each time you meet. Um, just like you are setting goals for what you want to achieve out of the mentorship, you should set essentially, essentially an agenda for what you want to achieve out of each or talk about at each meeting. Mm -hmm. And then that goes into the next thing of be open to feedback, positive or constructive. And we were very intentional to say constructive and not negative because they are there to help you. And so, of course, you want to know what you're doing right, but you also want to know what you can improve on because they're there to help you elevate in your career. They're there to help you kind of tell you the truth that no one else is going to tell you. Like you want them to be completely honest with you because how are you going to grow? If you're not that great at graphic design and they're telling you that you're not that great at graphic design, I'd rather have my mentor tell me than I apply for a job and then not get it because I was either in my feelings that my mentor tried to warn me that this is something that I can work on or just, you know, I hate to miss out on an opportunity when I have a mentor that's helping me get better and it's something that we can kind of address early on. So we want to make sure that you're open to feedback because, again, I literally can't stress this enough, is they're there to help you. And so you, if they don't give you feedback, go out of your way and ask them for it. Like say, hey, this is, I know we've been talking about this, but I just really want to know what can I work on? How can I better position myself? What is something that you see is very weak that I probably need to strengthen if I really want to do, if I really want to be successful within this career, whether it's sports, whether it's marketing, whether it's media, whatever it is, like you really want their, I guess, expertise, because again, that's why they're your mentor, because they're guiding you and helping you be above everybody else. And so that kind of goes into the next thing of take notes as you're meeting. So that way you can follow up via email. I, <laughs> I love writing things down. I prefer to write things down in my notebook um, rather than having them in a computer. So it is very important that you have them somewhere written down. Because they do say that's, I don't know the exact um, statistics or the exact like quote for it, but they say you remember things much more when you write them down. So definitely take note that way you're active in the call. And then when you follow up in the email, make sure you include all of the things that you talked about. So that way everyone's kind of on the same page. And you also have that footnote to remember what you've talked about previously and what are the actionable items to move forward. And so, yeah. 
Yeah, and then another important thing to remember, which I'm going to emphasize a lot. So if you've zoned out up to this point, <laughs> zone back in. But this mentorship is not a therapy session. Uh, make sure you are setting boundaries and that you are aware of them. Um, if you wouldn't say it like normally to your boss in a casual conversation, I wouldn't include it in a mentorship. It's okay to vent. I mean, we all have things that are stressing us out or making us anxious, and you can get that off your chest, but make sure you're not monopolizing the conversation with your personal issues or things that, you know, are going on in your personal life that aren't really impacting you, I would say. Well, apparently they may be impacting you professionally, but try and keep that separate um, and remember those goals that you set and that agenda you set for that meeting, make sure you're able to achieve those and not get overloaded by um, the personal side of things. Because, I mean, they are there to support you, but once again, they're not your therapist. Otherwise, you should be paying them. Or write it on Facebook, because everybody else treats their Facebook like a therapy session anyway. <laughs> and then um, going off of that topic, have a board of mentors. So you don't want to necessarily rely on only one. You want to have a nice collective group of mentors that you can talk to, especially, I know I mentioned earlier where someone asked me if I wanted someone that was specifically marketing and sports, or if I wanted someone that was successful overall. And honestly, technically, since both are great, you can have both. Don't think that when you're we're saying um, pick a mentor and doing all these things, you don't necessarily have to have one mentor. You can have somebody that mentors you in marketing that doesn't necessarily work in sports, but they are bomb at marketing. And then you can, you can have someone that mentors you in sports marketing. You can have someone that mentors you in sports. You can have someone that mentors you in financial literacy. Like you can have a board of mentors because you're kind of picking the brain of a lot of different people. And that way you're going to have a lot of different perspectives. Of course, on top of your own, don't become a robot of your mentors, but definitely have a board so that way you have different perspectives and voices to lean on. And then also a mentor doesn't have to be from the same industry. You should have different perspectives. So please, please, please remember that. Yeah, and uh, I would just like to add to that. As someone who is trying to break into the sports industry, but as a result of COVID did have to seek employment outside of sports, I have learned more from my coworkers now who, I mean, don't work in the industry, just about, you know, being a professional, how to conduct yourself, how to manage your work. I've learned more from them than people I've worked with in the industry. So take it from someone who is <laughs> currently learning from others who are not in the industry, that you should not limit yourself just based off of these preconceived notions that only, you should only stick to sports. That's all you should be in. Because I know people have questioned me, they're like, oh, like, it doesn't look bad if I go get a job outside of sports right now. And it's like, no, like there are so many transferable skills and like tidbits of knowledge that you can learn outside of sports that you can use inside of sports too. Mm -hmm. So definitely like if you take one thing away from this, don't just limit yourself to 
people who are within the industry, like expand your horizons, talk to different people. Um, you'd be amazed at what you can learn. But that is a good ending note for our mentorship talk. I hope you at least took some helpful information away from this. I know I did. Mm -hmm. And if you find a mentor, let us know. Like definitely follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, (laughs) wherever um, you see us and say, hey, that episode was really cool. Like I found a mentor and I would absolutely, y'all, that would make my day. Or if you want us to be your mentor, that would be cool too. So (laughs) either of those, just please let us know if this helped you out. And like Kelly said, hopefully um, we were able to leave you with some tips. And guess what? It is time for this week's word of wisdom. Well, I guess words of wisdom. I I can't limit it to one word. Yeah, it's more (laughs) words of wisdom. Um, And so this week is Kelly. So what you got, girl? All right. I have some words of wisdom in case you haven't heard. (laughs) Um, But my quote for this week is a post from Instagram. Or I wouldn't say it's a quote. It's a group of words put together to form a sentence. But it is focus on the step in front of you, not the whole staircase. Mm. And I am guilty of this. I think about, I mean, this time alone, you know, you think, when am I going to get this next job in sports? Why am I not there yet? And I have to sit there with myself. I'm like, you know what? That's going to happen. Like, eventually, this world is going to return to some new normal. It may not be next week. It may not be a month from now. But it's going to happen eventually. Sports are going to open back up. Jobs are going to come back. It's going to happen. You just have to be patient. And I know patience is a virtue. I struggle with it every day. Trust me. I'm not a patient person. But I just have to remind myself, okay, well, what can I be doing this week? Just take it one week at a time. Or even some weeks, it's one day at a time. What can I be doing today to get through it, to make it a successful day? Or, you know, at least balance it out. Because you're going to have good days and bad days. But what can I do today to say, you know what, I'm one step closer to achieving my goal. Mm -hmm. I think that um, is an important reminder for me personally that it's not all going to happen right now. I can't just rush up the staircase. It may, you know, be a couple staircases I have to go up. But if I take it one step at a time, I'm sure to get to the top. Mm -hmm. And that is true. I think that actually was that was something that was right on time for me because as Kelly knows but I'm sure as you guys know I'm still applying to jobs still trying to figure it out um and so taking it one step at a time is something that I needed to hear because a lot of times I'm just like "Ah, I need a job obviously you know I need a job like yesterday but you look at it as a whole and it's just like it can get very 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 overwhelming and so looking at it as what can I do today that can better position myself for tomorrow or what can I do because a lot of times I look at my life in a month aspect or a week and sometimes I just really need to tailor it back to a day like what are we just going to do on this Monday what are we just going to do on this Tuesday rather than saying, oh my gosh, it has been 30 days. Girl, you got 30 days to find a job. And it's like, well, okay, wait a minute. Because that's what I used to do and it got really discouraging. And so I think that really helped me because 
that just changed my whole mindset of what I've been doing recently and just really looking at it as like my to-do list for today. And I have three interviews this week, so it has definitely helped. Um, And just looking at it as, I know, thank you. And just look, well, hopefully, you know, they pan out. But of course, um, what's for me is for me. So I hope they plan out because I want a job. But at the same time, if it's not for me, I am completely fine with that as well. But um, just kind of taking it one step, one day, one task at a time. Yeah. And I'm a big believer in cherishing each day. Mm -hmm. Um, for personal reasons. Like I said, we don't have to treat this as a therapy session, but just be, you know, grateful for each day that you have and try and make the most of it because going to get real with you. We don't always know how many days we have. So just try and live each day to the fullest. I'm here for it. And I think that is a great way to end this episode. So... Hopefully you got something, some really cool tips. And I think we will see you guys next week. I know we won't see you, but, you know, hopefully you'll tune in to our next episode. You know what we mean. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye.